0: This is Joe Pugh for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. We're in Manchester, and I have just dropped an absolute stinker, right?
1: I mean, Joe, for people uh, that don't know, we have just done a minute of gold content. It was right?
0: absolute golden. I told you
1: that, that Coogan Cassius was over here watching you like a schoolboy. Oh, I no. said, you got no mojo. Get up, Joey boy! And that look. look, I'm even deflated now. Yeah, I'm well, even deflated, right? I'm going
0: to do look. a fake get up, but no, no, it's not worth no, it. It's no. not. The absolute vibe's gone. I've just dropped the biggest stinker. And your job? And your job? I, I think it's on the ropes after. Probably, so now, probably, probably. look, look at that. And's going. and's going.
1: Who and can was bringing me in something about Bob Arrow mugging me off.
0: Hang on, let's get hold, d- hold,
1: on, hold on, hold on. Right. So I did want to get your reaction to this, but it's we just literally just coming. But let, let's let's watch it and get your kind of live reaction to. Someone else in America that don't basically like you. Yeah. Right, here we
0: go. Last one from me, Bob, because I know you're a businessman Belfast. Eddie Hearn has come to the US. He's kind of said that, you know, he's taken over the game in terms of promoting. He says that in the US he's doing the biggest shows. He's obviously just signed Edgar Berlanga, who left top rank. What do you
1: make of Eddie's business in the US at the moment? Well, you know, among. The boxing people in the United States, Eddie is a joke, really a joke, a clown. You know, he's taken the, the zone money and uh, have uh, a big campfire with the money. Uh, uh, even uh, Oscar de la Hoya's Golden Boy on the same platform has outshone uh, Eddie. So I don't take Eddie very seriously. But, yeah, I, uh, gee, I don't take any promoter who is so braggadocious and braggadocious. really doesn't deliver like seriously. But in Eddie's own mind, he's the greatest thing that ever lived. That is true. Hold One on, long, Thank you very much
0: for your time, really appreciate it. Always a pleasure.
1: Hold, Hold on. Hold that a sec. Alright, not being thing. funny. Thank you. Thank you. When we talk about uh, boxing, so show Right? So I don't take Eddie very seriously. Who do you reckon? Uh, Who do you reckon's winning? Who do you reckon's got the bigger future in boxing? So and really doesn't deliver Who do you prefer as a promoter? But in own mind, anyway. Braggadocious! I like braggadocious! I like Braggadocious. I am Braggadocious. But I don't. What I can't understand is, yeah, he, like, what he's saying is, is that everybody in America thinks I'm a joke. I mean, I promote Canelo Alvarez. We've just done 50,000 in Guadalajara. I did Canelo Triple G last year. I did Canelo Bivol. We sold out Madison Square Garden with Katie Taylor. He's just done the biggest fight that he's done for years and years and years is Haney Lomachenko. He did 150,000 buys. Top rank have no big fights. But right, I'm going to ask you a question. what's the last big fight top rank done? Who can answer that question? Apart from Haney Loma. Not even a big fight. Did 150,000 buys. But if you want to call Haney Loma a mega fight, right? Undisputed title fight. Okay. When was the last one before that? There's anybody? anybody? Yeah, Fury no, fight. Not really. It's a Queensbury show. Come on. You can't just... Um, okay. So when was the last mega fight that they did for Fury? Chisora. Chisora. Sam Jones. just said Chisora. Sam Jones. <laughs> All right. No? Right. Okay. By the way... So at the moment, we're stuck on this. You've got Teofimo Lopez against Josh Taylor in the theatre at Madison Square Garden. They can't even sell that out. it has got 4,000 seats. Top rank are completely finished. Bob Arum calls me a joke and what was it, braggadocious, not being funny. Done. Over. End of story. ESPN contract, gone.
0: I have got to say something though, yesterday, when Coogan said, what are the top three promoters yeah. in the world, you put top rank up there. In America, I said, in America,
1: they are number two, after me.
0: Well then, what, so everyone else is done, apart from you?
1: Pretty much. I mean, PBC, are, you look at the financials, PBC, done. Like, you can, you can, you know, I'm telling you now. They've just put on Terence Crawford and Spence. Yeah, but, but you look at them as a business. You've got all their star fighters fighting once every 18 months. Yeah. I've always said I give props to Top Rank. In terms of promotional companies, they are a good promotional company. Show me the big fights that Top Rank are putting on. They're not putting on any big fights at all. They're trying to, you know, to to use their budget to make the financials look positive. They're finished. They're not going to get their ESPN renewal at all. And they're not putting any mega fights on anymore. The biggest fight of the year was Haney Domachenko. 150,000 buys. And next up is Teofimo against Josh Taylor in the theatre, they can't even sell that out. It's 4,000 seats. We've got Edgar Belanga out them there. Do
0: you think he's a bit salty over losing Edgar? Salty?
1: Salty over losing... Bob Arum is the saltiest man on the planet. Saltier than salty. But one thing I do like about Bob Arum is he can completely slate me, like he has done there, and he could phone me tonight and ask to do a deal with me. Yeah. And I have no problem doing it. I respect Bob Arum because he's a survivor but he is done, over.
0: I was going to save this for later, but I'll ask now while we're on the topic. Devin Haney saying he was sleeping the whole fight? He
1: was. But, no, but you can't be aged, look, Bob's 93, he's a legend. Like, he's going to fall asleep during fights. It's not, you know, but. Ringside. Yeah, but you can't, it, it, he's 92 years old. Like, he's a legend in that respect. I can't, listen, I won't be here at that age. He's still working, it's amazing what he's doing. <laughs> But do you think that Bob Arum understands the boxing audience? Do you think he understands the way the younger generation digest content, the way they use devices, the way they use streaming and what they want? No. But he is a promotional legend. He did Thriller in Manila. He did Rumble in the Jungle. But you're just a bit moronic if you start saying that I'm, I'm a joke. in a like, Look what I'm doing. I'm outperforming you. If I'm a joke, what are you? What is he? Number two.
0: <laughs> Let's move on. Would Lara, obviously, I'm assuming it was a bit of a stressful morning for yourself. Can we just, from your point of view, explain this situation? Because Lara did weigh in at 129.8 yeah. pounds. Yes.
1: So, um, throughout the week, there are British Boxing Border Control checkweights. Um, this is something that international fighters don't really like, but is designed to protect the health and safety of the fighter. So what happened was, Mauricio Lara checked Wade with a British boxing border control and they said, we think you're too heavy. We are not going to allow you to make championship weight. He was upset because he never got the chance to make weight. But in their opinion and in the doctor's opinion, the weight that he was meant that he would make the championship weight unsafely. I think it's good that The board look out for fighters in that respect i'm not sure about the validity of check weight so close to a fight because sometimes fighters make weight hydrate then make weight again for the weighing so they said to him you must be 128.6 or higher so he was disappointed went away and he weighed 129.7 or 8 whatever he was at that point you go to obviously there's a then there's the business side where you go to Maurizio Lara and you say ultimately you haven't made weight there must be some kind of financial punishment for Lee Wood which Maurizio Lara says well I I wasn't allowed to make weight it's not my fault he says well it is you know the check weight numbers from the British Boxing Board of Control you missed it then there was a financial deal to be reached and agreed between Lee Wood and Maurizio Lara then there was understanding the weight that he'd be which was checked and we knew what weight he'd be and then there was a decision to be made by lee wood and ben Davison. the wba made the ruling just after he weighed in the belt is now vacant lee wood same applies chance to become world champion on saturday night Maurizio lara fighting for his career but will not be world champion if he wins on saturday
0: i've just been shown over my shoulder ben Davison has just made comments that the fight might not even happen because he come in so heavy Um, Is there any doubt in your mind?
1: No, we had an agreement in place of what he would be, which they knew he was, and obviously we'll monitor that. Um, But yeah, the fight will go ahead. He looked a lot bigger than Lee, would you think? No, he looked much smaller, I thought. I mean, he looked, I mean, he's he's much smaller in size, but but yeah, but you know, he couldn't make the weight uh, that was required before the weigh-in. So um, yeah, uh, I expect a great fight tomorrow.
0: Ben Eubank, have you spoke to Calla since yesterday?
1: Uh, I haven't, yeah. our team have, um, ultimately you know, we want to make that fight, we're going to try and do everything we can to make that fight, um, we would like to um, make that fight, we think it's the biggest fight for both, we would love to do that fight in the UK, obviously that's subject to um, the British Boxing Border Control and UCAD's decision which is ongoing with Conor Ben's lawyers, but for me that's the fight to make. Ben Shalom seems certain that it could be rescheduled for
0: August. He said, that is the fight. Speaking to Frank Smith yesterday, he seemed to think differently. I so we... yeah, I
1: don't know. I mean, We received a legal letter last night from Boxer because of something I said in an interview, something about I said that no one cares about Smith-Eubank too. They don't. I don't. I don't care about Smith-Eubank too. It's a one-sided fight. We don't need to see a rematch. In my opinion, people want to see Ben against Eubank, um, and hopefully we can get that made. In terms of the reschedulement, in terms of all that kind of stuff, um, you know, I don't know. Frank Smith dealing with that with, with Calis Allen. As we understand it, Chris Eubank Jr. can take the Conor Ben fight. We'll have to see.
0: Three shows tomorrow night. I know you've had an arrangement with George Warren over BT Ringwalk, but how confident are
1: you that you've got the number one show? Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of polls. Yeah of which we've won every one of them by a country mile. But they're three good fights. Look, a Coley-Billiam Smith might not be a great fight to watch, but it's still two Brits fighting for the World World Cruiserweight title. Conlon against Lopez, really good fight. Wood against Lara, really good fight. I I don't, you know, I'm always gonna say we got the best show, but they're three good shows. And, you know, we are at a point where many years ago, one, one world title fight in three months in Britain would be an achievement. There's three on one night. It's not ideal, but it does show you the depth of British boxing now and the competition that's out there, which can only be good for fans and hopefully, and also when you talk about schedules and venues and stuff like that, when a broadcaster comes to you and says, we want to go May 27th or, or whatever, or Sky say, we need the Bournemouth stadium. And Bournemouth come back to you and say, the only date we can do is May 27th because we're digging up the pitch. It's tough shit. We couldn't get in Nottingham, you know, and we could only get in Manchester on the 27th. And, you know, that was the date that um, the zone wanted coming off the back of Katie Taylor, and they wanted to pack the schedule out. So here we are. I know yesterday
0: you kind of rubbished the uh, Tyson Fury in Australia kind of rumours, but have you had any indication from Saudi, from obviously who you're speaking to over this December date, if Tyson is playing ball and if it looks like he will be part of that?
1: I think they'd want him to i I'm not, I'm not involved in those discussions, but um you know I think uh, they want to make it happen, so therefore they they'll attempt to do so uh, you know the the, the the Australian stuff I hope it's true. I wish it was i'd love him to fight Dempsey McKean. I think it's a good fight, but it's just I can't see it so we'll see what happens
0: to win the purse bids for Alexander Rusek versus Daniel Dubois. It goes the same date as your AJ planned. So is that going to change things?
1: No. AJ will fight August 12th at the moment yeah. in the UK and um, you know we'll see who that will be against.
0: If he doesn't fight in August or if it isn't Dillian White, have you got any other plans for Dillian?
1: Uh, no, that's the focus for Dillian White is to fight anti-Joshua. But he wants to fight. You know, whether, he, he doesn't care whether he fights AJ next or whoever, but... At the moment, that's our preferred opponent.
0: What's next for Fabio?
1: Will he defend his British title in the summer? I expect, you know, I talked with George Warren yesterday about the David Adelaide fight because the board will order David Adelaide to fight Fabio Wardley. I think David Adelaide fights in June. Uh, Fabio will fight in July. And then those two will meet in the autumn. So brilliant fight, brilliant fight. And um, you know, talking to George about how we can make that happen.
0: Last one, what are you doing on Sunday? Sunday, uh, playing golf. What are you thinking? I'll tell you what you should be doing, mate. You right. should be watching the new IFL podcast, Talk Spark with Pugh and McCart. There you go. You've heard of it?
1: No. Andrew McCart's podcast?
0: With myself, Pugh and McCart.
1: Right, OK. That sounds massive. And who's on?
0: Myself and Andy. Is that anyone decent?
1: Um, do you want to come on? No, it's just you two, is it?
0: Potentially some guests.
1: So it's a podcast with you and Andrew McCart. Well... I'm still getting over the IFL podcast, which they played the a trailer. It's so annoying. I'm going to think I have to mute IFL's Instagram because it's, yeah, I know I'm on it, but I didn't want to see myself as much as I love seeing myself. Where's Parsons when you need him? <laughs> so you don't want to give Pure and McCart a little plug for Sunday. Okay. Fight fans. There's only one place to, I can't, I can't even.
0: It was 7.30 last week can't even do this
1: with any passion because you've got to believe in what you're selling but anyway
0: no passion no point eddie come on
1: fight fans there is only one place to be on sunday night 8 p.m pew and mccart the new boxing podcast levels above anything you've ever seen before Well, it has to be levels above the ifl podcast to be fair but whatever you're doing on sunday night i know eight o'clock there's not a lot to do so just give them a try will you they're not very talented two reasonably nice fellas I don't know what they actually do. I don't even think they've got any guests on. It probably ain't going to be that great, but give it a whirl. Cheers, mate.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.